some big winners on the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour, and also a qualifier for the U.S. Women's Open we want to discuss today. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast coming to you live from Carmel, California, where I am uh, currently participating in the Extraordinary Golf's Mastery Kickoff program. Um, good to be back with some really good people, some of the best people in the world. And I can't, some of these people, we've been working on our golf games with Fred Shoemaker for 10 years together. It's, uh, it's truly amazing. It's fun. It's like a big family reunion at this point. And we know each other so well that it's just, um, it's beautiful. It's awesome to be here. So I'm really having a great time and missed it last year. And which probably makes this year a little bit more special. You start to and sometimes you take things for granted, and uh, I will never take the opportunity to be with these people for granted again, if I ever did, which, again, I, that's a big question as well. I don't think I ever have, but anyway, really cool day. Uh, one of the things I wanted to start with and share with you is um, one of the um, individuals in our group is um, part of a group that's supporting uh, a young lady who's working on her golf game and, and trying to break into the professional professional ranks on the LPGA Tour. And they got some exciting news today. Her name is Megan Osland. And uh, so we were, um, Kathy kindly shared with us uh, the email. And this young, young woman, Megan Osland, has qualified, actually won the qualifying event to qualify for the 2019 U.S. Women's Open. It will be held May 20th through June 2nd at the Country Club of Charleston in Charleston, South Carolina. It's the biggest person golf with $5 million available. So we hope that uh, Megan does very well. And we here at Data Access Golf will be cheering for her since we have kind of a, a connection there now. So good luck to you, Megan. So that's very, very cool. Uh, obviously, the next thing we wanted to get into on Data Mondays, we always go through and talk about the data that that kind of got the job done for those who win their their tournaments on their tours. And obviously we had here very close to where I am now, up in San Francisco, where uh, my good friend Ellie and I flew in and then drove down here to Carmel together. But up there in Lake Merced um, Golf Club, they had the LPGA Med, Meta Hill Championship going on. And it was, a, it was an interesting tournament. The lead changed a lot back and forth and... And actually, a, a little playoff at the end, and uh, Say Young Kim sure made it interesting, but eventually got it done in a playoff, and um, I, I believe had to birdie the last hole to get into the playoff, and actually shot over par. And Anyway, but she did get it done. Say Young Kim actually ended up winning the tournament. Prize money of that tournament was $270,000. Her average drive, again, this is at sea level, 269 yards. Um, and accuracy off the tee, 64%. Greens in regulation, 69%. And her scoring average, again, it was a little bit all over the chart, and uh, which was kind of interesting. But she averaged for the week, for the four days, uh, 70.25. But that was enough to get it done. So congratulations to Se Young Kim. 
um, another representative of uh, South Korea, and they are strong, right? I mean, they have been playing very well all year long. So, okay, wanted to jump right in then to discuss Max Homa and his win this week. Um, just kind of a, a sort of a brief history on Max Homa. He he is not. He he did join the tour with a lot of sort of fanfare. We really expected more out of him uh, out of the gate. He when he when he got on on the tour, he finished t- you know tied for ninth in the Fries.com Open, and that was his first event as a pro. And I think we all kind of thought, well, you know, I'm probably going to see a lot of this kid. I mean, he played at uh, Cal State Berkeley, Berkeley, and. Um, yeah, I mean, just really looked like he had a solid game, and, and instead he's, he's kind of struggled. He's lost his tour card twice. Um, he had to earn it back again last year on the... In fact, when we look at his numbers, I, they're not 2018 numbers to look at. So we'll be looking at his 2019 averages to uh, see how he's performing against our benchmarks. But yeah, lost his tour card twice, earned it back again on the Web.com Tour. Uh, so two wins on the Web.com Tour... And then got the win there at Wells Fargo yesterday and actually played really solid golf. Um, and you'll see kind of these stats that we'll go over. It's, it's kind of impressive and actually surprising. Uh, just to start with, we'll go into his uh, FedEx Cup rankings as we always do. But I, I thought it would be kind of interesting to jump back and take a look at his world rankings. So back in um, 2018, I was just kind of looking to see he'd gotten... He, his world ranking had dropped all the way down to 1,282. And then he just sort of worked his way up. And going into uh, 2019, uh, he started... Let's see, where was that? So, yeah, he started out um, missing a few cuts. Actually, this year, he has... Um, at one point, he missed six cuts in a row before finally making a cut in the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And uh, this sort of worked his way kind of up. I mean, he he was, uh, at that time, when he was missing cuts, he wasn't really losing a lot of ground. But uh, at uh, when he finally won at the Waste Management, he went from 854th up to 718th in world rankings. And then with the next subsequent tournaments, Genesis Open got him up to 481, the Honda Classic to 437. He actually went went back one at the Valspar Championship and then back another one at the Corrales Putacana Resort and Club Championship and then to 413 at the Valero Texas Open. So he was 413th entering entering that tournament this week and with the victory his world ranking has jumped all the way back all the way up to 102nd. So that's a pretty cool jump right there uh, in the world ranking to go over 300 spots with the win here on the PGA Tour. So, very, very cool there. And as we jump into the data that we are normally used to talking about, we'll start first, obviously, with the consistency numbers, which we love so much, But um, and, and the FedEx Cup. So, Max Homa entered the um, this tournament at 138th in the FedEx Cup rankings ranking points, and he's jumped all the way up now to 35th with the victory. And Max has played in 69, <coughs> excuse me, 69 tournaments on the PGA Tour, and he has made 26 cuts for a consistency rate of 38%, which is 
ugh, so low compared to all our other victors on tour this year. Um, I, I thought that we weren't going to see anybody lower than Corey Connors, who makes 51% of his cuts. Yeah, but here we are with Max at 38% of his cuts, which is truly astounding. So to get it done away from left field, right? Nobody would expect Max to come in and get that win based on uh, what he's looking. But he's been trending the right way. He's at least been making cuts the last four or five weeks. So what does that mean as far as his numbers go? We're going to go ahead and look at his numbers. And again, normally we would look at his numbers, for his performance from uh, this this last week and then compare them to his 2018 numbers. So we had a full year of numbers. And those 2018 numbers were kind of where we established our benchmarks anyway. But uh, can't do that. He wasn't on tour in 2018. He'd lost his card. So we're going to look at his 2019 numbers up to this point, uh, which, again, gives us a pretty good, accurate <laughs> view, honestly. So with his, um, with his driving, his driving accuracy for this last week, he hit 55% of his fairways. And in 2019 to date, 55% of his fairways. And our benchmark? 55%. So all three of those line up at 55%, which is very rare. Uh, just in case anybody's wondering, these, these benchmarks are really uh, numbers that we compare our game against. We track our games and we compare them against these benchmarks. And we use them to decide what to work on as far as our game goes. So at 55%, Max Homa is right on the number. Working on his driver is probably not a bad, not a bad plan for him. He could improve that a little bit. Uh, just for... Just so everybody, we can legitimize these numbers. Those that hit a fewer than 55% of their fairways, Rory McIlroy, Phil Mickelson, and Tony Finau. So, very interesting. It was fun to watch. Actually, just it was fun to watch Rory McIlroy and Tony Finau play together uh, because they both move it out there in such different ways. Rory has such a, a much longer swing and really uses a lot of ground force and goes at it. When you've got Tony Finau with a, a much shorter swing, and just uses you know his, his long lovers to really move it out there. So really cool to watch two very different techniques to get the ball out there a long way in those two players. Okay, greens and regulation for Max. So for this week, he hit 68% of his greens and regulation. For 2019, 65%. Okay, and our um, benchmark, 65%. So for this week, he was above it, but for his 2019 averages... He's right on top of that 65%. Um, and when we were looking at, like, the last person that we looked at that was so close to all this was uh, Graham McDowell. He hit the numbers pretty closely as well. So sand saves for the week. This was interesting. 100% out of the sand for Max this week. So up and down was no problem from the beach. Uh, his average for 2019 till this point, 46%. So he actually played really, really well from the sand. Strokes game putting. For this week, 2.472 strokes gained on the putting green per round. So what does that mean? It's essentially 10 strokes above the average on, on the field. So he putted very, very well, especially when you look at his average. It's 0.33. So he usually only picks up 1.3 strokes on the field. So to pick up essentially 10 strokes on the field on the putting green, he was hot with the putter. We can kind of see that his numbers everywhere else other than sand saves were pretty pretty common, pretty average for him. So he got it done on the putting green for sure. Um, scrambling numbers, again, we don't really show they don't really show this number anymore for the tournament four. But for 2019, he's at 
Um, our scrambling benchmark is 55%. So that's actually one where he's been quite a bit higher. Uh, oh, sand saves. His average, for, I'm sorry, I'll jump back there with his sand saves. So 100% obviously is perfect, but uh, 46% is his average. Our benchmark is 45%. So again, Max hovering right there. That's the first time he's had a point over the benchmark. Um, in scrambling, he's seven points over the benchmark at 55% up and down around the green. He's at 62. And then putting from 20 to 25 feet. We'll jump right into the putting. So he put he tw- uh, so far this year, 12% from 20 to 25 feet. And our benchmark then is 9%. So three points higher than the benchmark there. 15 to 20 feet. He's actually pretty amazing. 27% of those putts and just scanning up through the list there's only one other person that's that high from that 50 that, that's won this year that's that high from that distance and that's tiger woods so he's putting as well as tiger woods from 15 to 20 feet and tiger tiger woods and max home are by far um on this on this list the the best putters from that distance from let's see 10 to 15 feet uh, Tiger, I mean, uh, Max is making 32% of his putts, and our benchmark is thir- uh, 28%. Uh, so um, not too much higher there, just four points, right? So he's been pretty close. It's really that 15 to 20 feet. He's just uh, he's um, quite a, a lot above average. I mean, he's pretty impressive at that point. Uh, five feet he makes, and this is a, at five feet he makes seventy-seven percent of his five footers. Our benchmark for that is eighty percent, so he is actually lower than our benchmark for five footers. So he has he makes twenty-seven percent, ten points higher than our benchmark from fifteen to twenty feet, and he's actually below our benchmark from five feet. So of everything that we're looking at here, he'd have to work on. We would say suggest that he works on his five footers. We would suggest that he works on his. Um, Sand saves, and there's nothing wrong with working on your driving accuracy and your greens and regulation when you're right on that number. Um, that's our benchmark. That's kind of the lowest place we'll go. So, And then as far as putts per round, 28.94. Our benchmark there is 30. So he's uh, with inside the benchmark there. And then we'll, so now we'll jump down to the, so I guess you could say Matt's Homa has some work to do in his game um, to get his, um, his numbers up. He's got some areas in his game that um, could be worked on, and that's what those benchmarks are for, for all of our games. So now let's jump into, I, I just wanted to look at these numbers here. So the, the money, essentially. He, so with the win, Max has won $1.422 million. Uh, his total score was 269. That means that he made per day, the four-day tournament, $355,000 per day which works out to be $71,000 per hour, assuming a five-hour round. And that means $5,200, almost $5,300 per stroke from that 269 strokes. Now, his career money, this was an interesting... So he's made $2.5 million as an entire career. So he made $1.4, right? So before that, he doubled, he more than doubled his total money by winning this tournament so if you look at that we've been breaking this out the last few weeks if you look at that his total career money is um, 2.8 2.38 million dollars on 26 events he's made 26 cuts as we talked about before that averages out to be $92,000 per event however you take that win out 
Um, then his total money is $967,555. And he's made 25 cuts without that one last week, right? And that equals out to be about $38,702 per tournament in his career before this win. So this win literally raised him up $50,000 per event uh, over the course of his career, raised his average up really well. So it's got to feel good, right, to secure again. When you see these guys win their first tournament, it's it's really cool because you know that they've secured their card for a few years. And for somebody like this that's lost his card twice, who's making cuts at a rate of 38%, this was probably not something that he... I mean, realistically, I think always in the back of your head, you think you're going to win. But I mean, he just didn't have the data to make him feel very confident for sure. Um, other than he started trending right the last four or five, but nothing where he was sniffing the lead. So pretty super impressive. And he played well, um, really thought he would crumble. And he just stayed up there and played well. And really everybody else fell apart around him. He stayed pretty strong, was surprised to see Rory McIlroy struggle. Um Max was just playing the best out of everybody, and he did it with a super hot putter. Ten strokes on the field with his putter. So congratulations to Max Homa. I thought it was a great win. Uh, Really cool to see. Yeah, it's just kind of cool to see somebody who came out with so much expectation and, and then sort of fell away, lost his card twice, and just sort of persevered and came back and got it done. Um, Awesome. Really, really cool. Um, not a big uh, Cal State Berkeley fan. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. I spent um, I spent a day there. It felt like a week. But anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there. Thank you for joining us today. I'm looking forward to some more. We've got some more of the uh, golf school tomorrow. I've got some things to talk about, things that we're learning and working on. I'm really excited about that. And um, good stuff going on here. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, this is Aaron Stewart. Remember, please, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.